Today on The Pour Over, Joe and Dill catch up over a morning brew and talk about our new holiday coffee gifts, and oh my goodness, we got so much coffee. We also talk about The Undoing and Death to 2020. Let's pour it all over. Hey friends, welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dill. And Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on TV shows, movies, and more, but most importantly, we chit-chat about the very things so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This week, we're doing another brew and chill. Joe and I are in our home kitchens making our cups of coffee. At the same time, we're going to be chatting about the brewing process, catching up, and we're going to talk about what we've been pouring over. So before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Forever Boys. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, we got a new format here going on, but um, I, I like the, the, the brew and chill. I want to keep keep doing yeah. that. Um, I think it, it brings the viewers, the listeners in. And, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of shows off the coffee that we've been making. So I got, I just, no, I just have a lot of coffee to brew. So I needed an excuse to do, <laughs> um, a second time today. Yeah. makes sense. I actually, I already drank my coffee for the day, so I won't be <laughs> brewing, but I'll be chilling. So it's all good. Yeah. We'll, we'll get the ASMR only from Joe's side. I like that. I already got my ASMR hand rub going. <laughs> oh, that's right. So yeah, man. What, so what, what 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 you brewing then? Walk us through. See see what you got. Um, yeah, what's so, going on? Yeah. So um, for the for the show, I've actually been drinking the it's it's um the Roasters Choice from Lighthouse Roasters mm-hmm. Fine Coffees out of Seattle, Washington. Um, I actually got this from um a bean box nice. and the bean box for um for Christmas. So someone someone gave me. Um, like I talked about last time in the show, uh, not just any someone, but my fiance's um, <laughs> <Hey>. family, <laughs> they gifted me, um, a bunch of coffee. So I, I got yeah. so much to drink through. This is, um, this is a roaster's choice, but on the website, they also call it the espresso. Huh. So it's got some, uh, some flavor notes of, uh, bold, rich, complex, clean. And um, it's a mix of Ethiopian, Latin, and Sumatran beans. Hmm. Nice. I had it, um, yeah, it is, it is pretty nice. I, I had it um, a few times this week. It is one of the darkest beans I've had in a while. So that, mm. was, um, that, was, a, that was a bit of a change-up, a bit of a, a surprise, I think. And, um, and uh, it was like a French roast, I think. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, if they usually if they call something like an espresso roast or or something like that, it'll usually be a little bit darker. Uh, okay. Um, and the other one I'm going to be brewing today is by Kuma Coffee. Mm, Kuma. They're also out of Seattle, Washington, and this is the Bear Claws Holiday Blend. Oh, Bear Claws. It is a light roast. <laughs> Uh, bear claws. Like, oh, oh, I guess it's like bear claw. Like Santa but claws. Yeah, I see. I see. You know, you can, you got to keep the holiday puns coming yeah, yeah. so people I, buy I like this that. coffee. I, so. I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I guess in uh in Christmas tradition, the flavor notes are um, spice cake, fig, chocolate, and pomegranate. Hmm. So the description even says it's got um, festive notes of cranberry, figgy pudding, pudding, Whoa. and chocolate spice. Okay. Well, have you had it yet? Uh, I have not. I just broke it open today. Oh. Does it Give smell it like smell. all those things? 
It's it smells um Oh, sorry, I just hit my mic. It smells a little bit spicy. Okay. And um definitely a lot more vegetal, a lot more green, mm. a lot more um I guess fruity. Interesting. And I'll show you the beans on the live. Just so you guys know we're we're live on Instagram again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What They're up? a lot lighter in color. Um so let me show you here. Okay, yeah. Like medium. Pretty light. Light yeah. medium. Light medium color. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna brew these, but while I do that, tell tell me about what you've been brewing lately. Yeah, man. Um we've definitely been talking about how we, we have the overflow of the coffee blessings this holiday season. <laughs> uh, we yeah. both have tons of coffee and so much. Yeah, yeah. And lots of like the gift boxes and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've been working my way through this Onyx uh, roaster sample box. I, I don't remember if I had it last time when we were recording. But I, I okay. did. I did post a picture of it on the Pour Over Instagram, so you yes, can check it out there. Pour Over underscore Show. Um, but I also have it right here, so those that are visually watching can see it. But um, and I show Joe. So like, nice. the, literally, is it comes as this uh, cardboard box, and it just looks unassuming cardboard box. Um, yeah. But then you see, like, it kind of opens up. So mm. I don't even know if I can do this well on camera, but it opens. Oh, man. And it shows <laughs> some Onyx information here. Oh, yeah. That looks like again. It's a technical. It's like, it has a map. It talks about flavor Ooh. notes, like all this stuff. And then on the left and right, on, on the left and right, there's one side for filter coffee and there's one side for espresso. Oh, nice. So, so you can kind of play with... They're, they're the same beans or just totally uh, different No, it's coffees? different. So, like, they have different single origins and roasts and stuff. And nice. So, yeah, this one, uh, uh, shout out to Daniel Liu. Um, this one hey, had, like... Hey, our artist. Yeah, our artist, Daniel Liu. Hit him up on Instagram. But, yeah, this one has eight different samples. Four for espresso, four for filter. Mm, nice, so nice. I, I've been drinking through a couple of the filter ones. Um, probably going to switch over to the espresso soon, but yeah, to be honest, like this Onyx, uh, unboxing experience is, is unmatched in my opinion. Mm. So, cause like it, you know, it just, it rolls out like a scroll sort of. And oh, then on the side, okay. you know, it has all like this, comparison. this nice visuals and it has the coffee and like their branding is already like one of the best, I think in, in the right. coffee game generally just assumed and recognized, they have great uh, design, and even in the box, down to the cardboard itself, they they have yeah. the design on point. So that's what I was about to say. I feel like I've I've gotten I think one bag of Onyx, and yeah, and and you look at their website, everything is super on point, like mm-hmm. high production value. Like you know, we're talking about the Westworld HBO yeah. of coffee. <laughs> oh, that's a good way and, to put it. Because they do, um, they do videos for each bean. I think, oh, like I when they that. were rolling out all the um, all the holiday roasts, yeah, they did a video for Krampus and a video for mm. um, I forgot Southern what the other one's called. I think that's yeah. You yeah. might be right. It's like a white kind of mm. colored one, but um, a bag. I mean, but yeah, everything is like super high quality aesthetically. Yeah. So. It costs a lot of money. Um, just cause Onyx in general, you got to pay for the quality. That's, that's just yeah, kind of how it goes, pricey. right? Uh, but I think for for the coffee lover or someone that just wants something, it's 
it's like you got really high quality coffee, but then you get even more of an experience around it. You know, like the right. opening, the design, all, all of that. Like it's it's extra, like nice stuff yeah. on top. So definitely, like as a gift, I think it's perfect for for like coffee gifts. Yeah, I think that's great because I think sometimes a coffee game can be a little bit um, too sterile. I guess mm. like with the way things are packaged and and presented, and I mean it's just nice when you have like a little bit more um, artfulness to everything, and it just kind of makes your purchase go a longer way mm-hmm. um of course it's a gift but like it just it's just like a i mean like that that adds to the present you know is, is opening it and uh the reveal and, and all that the unboxing experience yep yeah it just is extra thought put into um the whole process you know like as a company like they are doing something different which makes them stand out because obviously yeah. they're a million coffee roasters now which i mean that's not a bad thing but uh, just to stand out, I think Onyx has really um, done that for themselves with their design yeah. and just overall thoughtfulness. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yep. So I've been roasting through the Onyx. Obviously, I still have a bunch of other coffee too, um, and we'll, yeah. we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, another thing I wanted to mention, it hasn't been part of my brewing process yet. Um, okay. But I got a what is called the Nano Foamer. I'll put it on Instagram right oh, here. Oh, okay. So this is to make microfoam, you know, milk for your espresso drinks and stuff, like a little, little ASMR. Yeah. Hey, are you um, brushing your teeth or are you frothing <laughs> some milk? Yeah. So you can imagine, you know, because obviously a lot of people use like the whisk kind of thing, kind of. It looks right. kind of like that, um, which I have one too. Or uh, people will use a French press to kind of make their textured milk. And this is kind of a combination of the two. So, yeah, there's like a metal filter screen on it. So it's like the French press, but then it spins like the whisk. And so it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's something I got, I mean, on Kickstarter. um, I try not to buy too many things on kickstarter nowadays uh but yeah it was recommended by some other coffee people that i follow so that, that's that's why for i sure. trusted it as a new product for sure yeah yeah i just got it this week so i haven't really gotten to take uh to test it yet but it seems seems promising and uh, one thing I, I did try like i because usually i put almond milk in my drinks and stuff and then mm-hmm. i tried the nano foamer on it and it it didn't really like uh, create the microphone that oh. that I, I wanted. And so yeah. I actually went and got some whole milk. Uh, I haven't bought mm-hmm. like cow milk in, in quite some time. Oh, and actually yeah. it, that that worked a lot, uh, a lot better. It's obviously better. like there's okay. a fat in there so it can sustain um, the bubbles and stuff, the microphone yeah. like a lot better. And so it just won't break down. But that, that aside though, like drinking, I just drank it. Like I didn't even put it into a coffee or anything. Yeah. Whole milk tastes really good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've tasted and you've seen. Yeah, it's been um, like it's, it's been a while since I've had like just you know like cow milk in general. I've just been on the right. almond milk game, but yeah, I, I feel like I was drinking like a dessert or something. It, it tastes really good. Ooh. Um, but yeah, yeah you can't really beat that. The, I think the fat content, yep. right, is just like it's just so luscious. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I this is something I'll be checking out. That's why I say you know I'll switch over to the espresso side of the Onyx um, roaster sample yeah. box, and then also try to use this nano foamer 
which yeah, I think it worked pretty well. I mean, better than what I had before, at least. Because I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I did the French press. I did the whole whisk thing, and both were like okay. French press was better for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. Well, you know, just new new stuff, new year, trying out new coffee gear all the time. New year, new gear. Trying try not to spend too much money, but that's hard to do in the coffee world. <laughs> um. Yeah, you'll have to give us your review of the what is it called again? The nano foamer. The nano foamer uh, on our next pod. Yeah, so definitely very nice. We'll do. All right. Well, I don't want to interrupt real quick, but I'm gonna grind my beans real quick. All right. All right. Well, I just finished grinding my beans. Nice. And um. Well, I guess I can kind of talk through my coffee thoughts as I'm doing this yeah, next part. Um, uh, I'll open by saying buying a house is a very precarious proposition. Okay. But um, that's not any indication that I'm buying a house. But um, I- I'm looking at a transition in late 2020 mm. or 2021. I'm not going back in time. Never going back to 2020. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> in 2021, um, I will be potentially moving. So. Um, you know, looking at the housing market and stuff like that, I'm not going to buy a house again, like, like I'm saying, <laughs> but, uh, it just like made me think like looking at all these prices for houses and stuff, like how much that plays into people's, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how much that plays into people's like generational wealth and like mm-hmm. how much like of a huge purchase. I mean, it's like the biggest purchase you'll probably make in your oh, life. Yeah. And, um, and how like housing prices vary so differently in different places, locations. Um, but yeah, man, like that's just like a huge purchase. And I know you made a pretty big purchase recently too with um, the vehicles. Yep. But um, yeah, with the house, it's just like next level. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's like intimidating on one hand, just because it's so much money, but also. I don't know, like, it, it it makes financial sense, of course, you know, lots of people right. talk about that stuff, but, like, at the same time, yeah, it's a lot, and, and house upkeep um, is annoying, <laughs> straight up, Yeah. so I, th- I think it kind of depends on just kind of your life stage, like, our, if you're not settling, right. then it doesn't always make sense, right, but right. it's it's like all this real life stuff that you don't really learn as a kid, I think, in school, where yeah, that there's all these things that go into just, like, everything. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that, you know, obviously the um, socioeconomic piece of, you know, you learning the ropes of buying a house or owning Mm -hmm. a house. And I mean, um, yeah, like it's kind of unspoken, I guess, in in some ways. But then I think about people who have the means and have like multiple houses, like it's just a part of their life. And other people who are like, this is our forever home. And then when we're gone, this might be your forever home. Mm. you know um but anyhow yeah i was looking at houses in a pretty expensive part of the country okay because um you know i I could potentially be moving there due to a doctoral program Mm. so um yeah it's just interesting thinking about all that stuff and you know renting and you know trying to get out of renting and things like that so yeah but oh man i'm smelling this coffee it's like fruity okay not spicy i'm getting some like not spicy, no. A little spicy, maybe, but I yeah. feel like I feel like I'm smelling grape. Okay, yeah. Maybe that's the cranberry or pom- pomegranate. Mm, nice. 
What, what you brewing on today? I got, well, you can see here, Dill, maybe, but, um, oh, I gotta move my, <laughs> gotta move my, um, tumbler, but I have the Kalita Wave, uh, with some new filters, I just nice. got those, and I'm brewing into a Kalita Carafe. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Yeah, I like it when all, all the stuff matches, cup. it just looks good. <laughs> Again, that's, that's like yeah. half the coffee game, looking good. <laughs> Shout outs to Onyx. Yeah. Um, I I will give a a more extensive review on the Kalita Karaf um probably on another episode. Um, so far it's served me well. The one thing I will say so far is that the pour is a little bit inconsistent. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes, that's disappointing. Uh, very yeah, nice. you almost have to go like ninety degrees. Oh wow. Basically you go over ninety degrees to get it all out. But, oh, um, okay. So it like yeah. holds it back. Like you you'll be trying to pour and then no coffee will come out. Is is that what it is? Yeah. Mm. It it kind of like dribbles, I guess. Mm. Like it kind of like comes out and then like it's just not it's not like the um the Chemex where it's like a really stream yeah. like a really strong stream. Mm-hmm. I mean you run into some issues with Chemex too, um because um, I guess sometimes you can, if you're a little too abrupt with it, the, the coffee will leave that oh, indentation yeah. and then it'll kind of like, but with the, with the Kalita, I just don't know if the, I think it's just the geometry of the Karaf that mm. makes it a little bit hard to pour smoothly. Yeah. Have you, have you seen, I don't know if it's like Chemex tricks or something where people will pour into two cups by like oh. pouring i think out the side of the chemist like instead of using that little spout they like pour out the side or something and then it'll be two really? streams of coffee coming out and they'll like pour into two cups it's just like Whoa. another showy thing i've never tried i don't okay think I, I could do i've it. never heard that but i don't i'm trying to wrap my brain around how that could happen and i i'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> yeah i have no idea i, I think it's just, you know, adding to the show, like if you're a barista, again, you know, like a bartender or something, like you just yeah. need to make it, keep it interesting. So, right. um, yeah, For somehow sure. people can make anything like a skill or kind of like a, a show, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, even just pouring coffee, yeah. they can make it more interesting. Oh, man. Okay. Th- does the coffee drip down the side of the craft? Like when, when you, when you're done pouring and you put it back? Well, let me just uh, let me bring you in over here. Okay, yeah, bring yeah, but bring, bring us in. Everyone a little, in. little more intimate here. I, on the I apologize on the pod for any kind of feedback you guys get, but yeah. So, um, oh, I got a new cup here. This is a Boston Stoker. Oh, okay, represent. Mug. Yes, sir. Oh, I, I um, like that style of the mug a lot, where the the handle is like flush with mm-hmm. the top of the mug, so you can like put your thumb oh. on that. I, I like that style. Yes, because mo- most mugs, like the handle is below, you know, the lip. But yeah, that's a side note on mugs. Mm. That might have to be another investment. I mean, drinking wear goes along with the experience. It's Drink true. Wear. Excuse me. Again, more things to buy all the time. <laughs> all right, so check out this pour. So here I got my, okay, beautiful. my um, Kuma coffee. Looks great. Can't thank smell you, it. I'm sure you. it smells great. L- look at look at this. Oh, look. I'm like 90 degrees right now, and look at this yeah. dribble. Oh man, that's that's not good. Yeah, for for the listeners, yeah, Joe's just holding it in place, but the stream is like, um, pulsing almost. I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, that's that's the big negative. Not not ideal. Mm. And I think I uh, maybe have over extracted here. I should have put a little bit more water in. Oh yeah. You can dilute after the fact, maybe. Some people you know might what? think yeah. that's heresy, yeah. but whatever works. Yeah, okay. That's that's interesting, though. It just Because I, I like the... I have the Hario carafe, mm-hmm. and I like the overall design of the Kalito one better, um, just because it's like straight sides, sort of, whereas the Hario is kind of like a beehive-looking thing. Um, yeah. I just overall like the design of the Kalito better, but I would say, I mean, Hario, the quality is great, and... I think the one yes. thing I'm always surprised by is when, just when when I'm done pouring, it never drips down the side, like of the spout. Mm. Like when, I, mm-hmm. when I'm done pouring, put it back um, vertical on the countertop. Like even if there's like a drop of coffee on the spout, like it'll just sit there. So yeah, I'm sure there's some physics design. Like, so yeah. yeah, I mean look look at the angle of that mm-hmm. you know it it goes pretty far toward your hand. Yeah. So in order to really make it mm. parallel to to the to the table, it's gotta it's gotta go all the way over. So maybe there's just a less of a sharp incline yeah. or decline on uh, the Hario, but maybe yeah. So I, I definitely no complaints in terms of usability on the Hario. I, I've actually even accidentally like dropped it into the sink a couple times and it hasn't shattered. Oh wow! So that's that's nice. a big plus. Yeah. Does a Hario come with a lid? Um, I think it does, but I, I think immediately when I bought it, I put the lid in a drawer somewhere and I have never <laughs> seen it again. So, okay. I was going to say that could be a, that could be a pro with the Kalita, but, um, but the yeah, Kalita I don't comes really the see lid? the need for it. Yeah, it does. Okay. So, yeah. That, that was good with a heat management. So nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we get a little, little in there with the coffee gear this time around, but you know, it's all good. That, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so what about you, man? What have your coffee thoughts been? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if I shared it before, but I've, uh, I've been sharing some roasted, some of my own roasted coffee with some friends and yeah, it's just a great experience. I think just being a great feeling to be able to give a gift of coffee, which is what you roasted yourself. And so I think that's just, it's nice. It's just another way to share coffee with your friends, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, to be like, yeah, I roasted this and and it'd be even better to drink it together. But, you know, during the holidays, I sent out some some beans to different people. And I actually recently just got these little, I don't know, like, I think they're called like Mylar bags or something, like these foil bags. Um, okay. And so just to put the coffee samples into those. And so, yeah. Nice. It's it's nice to share coffee in a lot of different ways, like gifting beans that you're buying from the roaster, you know, buying some Onyx, which is well-designed, even roasting yeah. your own coffee, et cetera. So I, I enjoy uh, finding new ways just to share coffee with my friends. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you going to start this business anytime soon? <laughs> like, can can it become uh, selling coffee? Oh, man. That's, that's definitely, I think, a thing that a lot of home roasters think about. But it's, mm. I think it's really like at tough what point? to to actually make a profit. Like it's a hard mm. business to get into. I think, yeah, um, just based on your time and like how much you can produce and all that. So, and once you roast it, it's not a, a product you can keep on the shelf for too long. You know, because freshness is important. True. And so, yes, I think it's it's tough. Um, I, I would definitely have to get like a new roaster, like because the one I have is barely enough for like one person. I think like just it's, mm. it's good for one. Like I I, I roast once a week on the hive roaster yeah. and it works well. 
Um, any more than that, though, like it's very tedious. Like during the holidays, I, I roasted, I think, like three roasts back to back. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. this sucks. Like it, it took so long to produce <laughs> yeah. so little. So obviously it's not designed for sure. that. So like in mm-hmm. order to make it more of a sustainable business, you need to invest in a pretty big roaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I think in, in some of the roaster groups on Facebook that I'm in, like people talk about, they ask about that all the time. Be like, Oh, how can yeah. I, like, what was a good way to sell this? Like pricing, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people are saying it's it's really hard when you calculate out your time spent in roasting and all that stuff mm-hmm. um, to actually make to make it worth it. So mm. all that to say, I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep it on on the <laughs> gift giving train. Uh, but yeah, may, maybe in the future. Well, that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What you're saying about the the roasting to the shipping. I mean, mm. all those things cut into your profits as far as being able to make this like your you know your full-time job or at least even a hobby Mm -hmm. where you're not just throwing money away um i I was wondering too like even with the kind of artisanal quality of using your roaster Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's a selling point like when you know people call you know some some big roasters do these things like small batches whatever Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking while you're talking, like, in reality, like, these small batches aren't being done on the Hive Roaster. No. Like, they're they're actually making a lot of coffee, but just, I guess, limited production. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea that you could be doing the same thing with the Hive is, is a little bit, um, it's a little bit far-fetched, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that- it's definitely not worth it, just the, the time invested, like, required, just because you can't make that much at once. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it helps me understand a little more, like, why coffee just costs a lot, you know? Yeah. Because every step of the way, obviously, there's just a lot of moving parts in in the supply chain, things that just add to the cost. And it it makes more sense. And I I feel like I can appreciate that a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. It's good. Good talk there. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Well, um, we'll get, you know, we'll get back into the coffee again, um, on our next episode and we'll, we'll talk about, I guess we'll catch up and talk about the, the frother and the Cleta wave, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our next segment is kind of be kind of going to be a new segment of our show. Mm. So for the next segment of our show, we're going to move into the pour over finally mm-hmm. using our name for the show as a segment where we're going to discuss one thing that we've been really getting into this week. Uh, Miriam Webster defines pour over as to read or study something very carefully, such as he poured over the map for hours. Mm. So for this next segment, we're going to be sharing one thing that we've been pouring over this week other than coffee. It could be a TV show, a movie, a book, or anything we've been obsessing over lately. So we might even make a recommendation on what we've been pouring it over, pouring over and give that our pour over stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. So Dill, what have you been pouring over? Yeah. So for me, this past week or so, um, obviously, you know, when we're recording this, it's the new year. Happy new year to everybody. Happy um, new year. Yeah, regardless of when, when you're listening. But um, yeah, so I recently watched Death to 2020 on Netflix so oh, okay. it's, it's by yeah. the same people that do Black Mirror. And so if you're into that kind of 
um, I don't know, like social commentary kind of thing. Like I, I think mm-hmm. it's it's like that. It's not as dark maybe as Black Mirror it has um, the reputation of being, but maybe that's because yeah. 2020 itself is dark enough, so so it's fine. Oh, um, I'm so glad they didn't like turn it into some sci-fi like <laughs> if 2020 was worse kind of thing. Yeah, no need to do that. Um, yeah, so I I didn't really have a lot of expectations going into watching it. All I knew is that. It was made by Black Mirror people, so I'm gonna watch it basically. And yeah. so it's it's a satirical take on 2020, but it's it's weird because it's it's not really that much satire because it's real life. So yeah, so right. for some people it might be like too soon. So you know, maybe hold off mm. on watching it if if 2020 has been a little too much. But oh wow, it's, that's it's, ballsy. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's just because like... they have different celebrities playing different like types of people basically like basically different stereotypes of people um they, okay. they got someone playing like like a karen like suburban like housewife kind of thing yeah um, they got they got hugh grant in there he's like this historian that oh is not very like he basically twists um history and doesn't really <laughs> follow it that well uh, and they, okay. they have someone I that's like that uh, unofficial spokesperson for I don't know if it's like for Trump or for the Republican Party, but basically there's mm-hmm. like someone like dodging the truth basically all the time. They're like very inconsistent. So like I I enjoyed it as a way to just kind of laugh a little bit yeah. about the year that was terrible. So like the, the, the way they set it up is they just kind of go in order, like this timeline, like, oh, in January, this is how things were. And they kind of go through the major events that happened. And in yeah. there, like satirical fashion i guess they're poking fun and they poke fun at everyone on all sides of everything basically and Mm -hmm. i i just i enjoy that kind of just making light of something that was so heavy so for me i Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed watching it it was funny um they have some celebrities in there they have a lot of different people like samuel jackson's in there too um yeah yeah i saw him in the in the trailer yeah yeah, so it's like a okay. short thing to watch. I think it's like an hour, hour and a half, maybe. Okay. And so if you're looking for something that's like kind of close to reality, but also just making light of 2020, I think it's worth watching. That's that's really interesting. And like I said, pretty ballsy of um, the producers of Black Mirror. And, you know, making light or kind of twisting a little bit, like, what reality could be or what mm-hmm. reality is, is kind of like in their, in their, in their, uh, realm, yeah. I guess. Like I could definitely see them. Ooh, taking up on this opportunity to do this. Yeah. And, and, it's, um, and it's so weird. Cause like it fits really well into, I think the rest of what black mirror is, except the fact that this is real. <laughs> so yeah. Are they, yeah. do they like kind of, do they kind of, frame it as if it's part of black mirrors universe or i don't think is it like, so it's just it's, like they're it's, just it's, interviewing it's, people and they're thinking back on 2020 basically okay and okay. so these are obviously fake people because it's like celebrities playing these these actors you know actors yeah. playing these characters but at the same time they represent a lot of different stereotypes of real people i think right right um yeah and I so it's, it's like it's very it's it's time it's it's try and balance that really fine line you know between like mm-hmm. reality comedy like all, all that stuff which you know right i think that's that's what comedy is for it can kind of yeah uh, make fun of what is real but also kind of talk about it in a real way too mm. well it sounds like a satirical meme filled kind of 
ironic kind of mm-hmm. documentary. Um, yeah. And I like it. They, like, no one's off limits. So you, you would think maybe they're, they're just going to mm. like make fun of one side or something or whatever. And, but no, they don't. They, they take everything like, and they just push it a little bit into like ridiculousness, but it's also believable. Okay. Like, Oh, there's definitely someone like that, you know, <laughs> like out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And they do that like all around. That's why I, I enjoyed it. So I, I would recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like Samuel L. Jackson and um, I just watched a show, uh, a mini, mini series with Hugh Grant in it. So okay. I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to check that out. Do you give it the, the recommendation, the yeah, pour over stamp of I approval? I do, as long as you're okay with watching something about 2020 like this soon. <laughs> so yeah, as long my, as my, that's the if, case. Mm, you might want to put some distance between 2020 and in the show if you want yeah. if you're still reeling from it yeah which and, and i'm sure a lot of people it, are but yeah and the show is narr- like there's like a narrator so it's, it's really like dramatic and stuff and the narrator mm-hmm. is is the actor that plays morpheus i always forget his name but <laughs> oh lawrence uh fishborn mm-hmm. yeah 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 so it's it's like star-studded you know cast and it's it's just really well done as you would expect from yeah um the makers of black mirror so it's nice just, yeah, it, it no longer has to be dystopian future because it's just 2020. Yeah, it's in the past. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what about you? What have you been pouring over? What, what's been going on? Yeah, so I, I kind of mentioned this show um, on our last recording, but I, I started and finished watching, it's a really quick miniseries called um, Undoing hmm. on HBO. Uh, it is uh, starring Hugh Grant, like I said, and Nicole Kidman, and it's a really a, it's a crime drama slash thriller slash who done it slash hmm. courtroom drama i mean it's um it's a kind of all those things uh but i what i really think it's about is kind of a character study of nicole kidman who is hmm. a psychiatrist working in new york um with her family uh of her husband and her son and it's it's kind of well the synopsis or whatever on Wikipedia is or the short bit is a therapist's life unravels after she teams learns excuse me that her husband might be responsible for a widespread disaster. Mm. So without giving away too much, and I'm trying I'm going to try not to give any spoilers for this show, and I think on this segment I'm going to keep it spoiler free. But um, it was really good. It it kind of gave me it gave me like. Um, uh, the night after vibes, true detective vibes. Mm. Um, I haven't really watched too much of Mindhunter, but it kind of gave me some of that. Oh, yeah. Or um, you know, just kind of any kind of crime psychological mm. drama. Um, but the acting is like on point, and um, that's why I think it's more of a character study because Nicole Kidman is, man, she's just amazing at, at at those like little micro acting things like you know when the the actor isn't saying anything at all and there's like some kind of thing that happens around her and you can just tell like the little things she does in her face or like the little tear that's shed like it really says a lot hmm. and then Hugh Grant um amazing amazing actor as well <laughs> and i don't know maybe you see him a little differently now <laughs> yeah uh, i'm just thinking of him and death of 2020 <laughs> i mean he's good in that too uh, he's just in a different way i'm sure 
Yeah, no, he's he's definitely like, I don't know. He probably really like lays into that character on twenty twenty in Death of Twenty Twenty, and there definitely is like an aspect of his character on Undoing that is a little bit uh, ridiculous. Not mm. ridiculous, but just kind of like extra. Yeah. But I think that's kind of his style too. He's kind of this kind of sarcastic British guy, you yeah. know, who's you know wealthy or well known or renowned in some way. So, um, yeah, he kind of plays that character on this show, or, and um, and yeah, I, I won't give uh, give away anymore. It's a uh, it's obviously kind of a mystery the way that the plot plays out. Mm. Um, I will say too that some people. A lot of people, I might say, didn't like the ending. Okay. Um, and I think the reason why they didn't like it was they were really looking for a whodunit type of mm. um, show where there's a lot of twists and turns and, like, it's, like, down to the very end that you don't know who it is. And um, I don't know if you've seen different... You've seen a lot of those whodunit shows or, or movies, but um, there's, like, a lot of, like, red herrings and stuff, right? Mm. Like... Um, yeah, like someone on YouTube made a reference to sharp objects. I don't know if you've seen mm, that. I haven't heard of it though. Mini series yeah. on HBO. I want to watch that next too, but also, um, a show that Nicole Kidman was in that I want to go back and watch, um, big little lies. Mm, okay. Um, they kind of, kind of made similar, made, made comparisons to that as well. So anyhow, pretty nice. good. I definitely recommend. Um, for mature audiences only, okay. I'll say that. Like, there's, you know, it's HBO. You know, yeah. there's some gratuitous stuff in there. Um, so you know, just uh, be aware of that if sure. you're watching it, the show, and listen to the pod. Yeah, is this is this a newer show that was released? I think it came out in 2019. Okay, like toward the end of 2019. Recent. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's still up to the like HBO high quality standard, you think, you know? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um the the show's really well shot. Um the the um the setting is New York. I don't know mm-hmm. if they actually shot it there, but the setting is New York. You definitely get a feel of the city. There's a lot of um shots of the scenery, you know, really setting up the place and um a lot of close-ups, so you know, like I think, like a lot of dramas, like they really zoom into the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everything is like really nicely done. Nice. Yeah. Right. So I give it, I give it the stamp of approval. All right. Um, definitely check it out. It's a, it's a pretty quick watch. I think it's like six episodes. Okay, not bad. And um, each episode's like maybe an hour each, but it moves quick. Mm. Like the first episode. Um, really drew me in, and I was locked in until the very end. All so, right, yeah. yeah. So two very different recommendations depending on what you're looking <laughs> for. You know, Death of 2020 got that comedic satire look at reality. Maybe too soon, but that you you can be the judge of that for undoing. So a little more yeah. uh, drama, more serious. Thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like it. I like the yeah. diversity. All right, well, this brings us to our final weekly segment, What's Making You Happy This Week, where we share about one thing that's recently recently been giving us those good vibes and good energy. So, Dilly, what has been making you happy this week? Yeah, some real real simple that I didn't really expect, but uh, Sudoku. 
the game. You oh, know? yeah. So really randomly, I, I was listening to um, to I don't know some some show, and they're they're giving out like you know like games of the year or something like that, like on yeah. on iPhone and just different things. And they mentioned the Sudoku app, and I thought I'd check it out. Um, mostly because, you know, my mom is super into Sudoku. She's playing all oh, the really? time. So I was like, oh, I'll check out this app to see if it's good. And then maybe I'll oh, recommend man. it to her. And then yeah. I started playing it. And then I just ended up playing a ton of Sudoku. And so the mm. app itself is called Good Sudoku. I think it's only on iOS. I'm not 100% sure on that. Oh, boo. Yeah. I'm no know. longer an Apple person. Boo on that. Uh, I mean, yeah, just yeah, the phone. Yeah. Just the phone. I'm, I'm, I'm on my MacBook Pro, okay. but yeah. Yeah, iPhone uh, superior, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's a, uh, I mean, pretty simple app, but I think it, it looks nice. Uh, has good music background, and the thing about it is that it it teaches you how to become better at Sudoku. And so I just enjoyed mm. it as something you know over the holiday just to play a little bit, get my mind going, but not like. Um, too difficult. I mean, they, they have some puzzles on there that are like really hard, but you you, you mm. can play to however you want. And so, and they have some tools that basically just take out the tediousness of Sudoku sometimes. I feel like in the past when I play, I just never really got into it. Because I feel like there's like so much work that I have to yeah. do. And so you just kind of remove some of that. And so, yeah, it's, it's been good. Something simple that's been making me happy. Nice. Very good. Yeah. What about you? What's making you happy this week? Um, what's making me happy this week? Uh, I really, I mean, there's like been a lot of things in this okay. past holiday season, but, um, as I kind of referenced at the beginning of this show, I am now engaged. Hey, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I should just stop there. That's it. That's it. Uh, that's, that's the it. biggest right, thing. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely, you know, um, brought me a lot of joy in the past, you know, few weeks. Um, I feel like it's been a long time since uh-huh. I popped the question. Like the other week I was telling my fiance, like we were, we were actually, um, we were, we were on this call with somebody and I was like, yeah, you know, they're like, when did it happen? I was like, yeah, you know, it happened like two weeks ago. And then my fiance was like, Joe, that was like last week. You literally <laughs> did it last week to the day. And I was like, Oh, oh whoops. So, um, yeah, I think it's just like, time flies so fast and yeah. like this year like 2020 when we were thinking about it um we we're going through old pictures and stuff uh new year's eve and we're like man 2020 has been the longest fastest year of our lives like mm-hmm. it it has there's just been so much this year but at the same time it feels like it's gone by so fast mm-hmm. um but i think i think we some one thing we can all agree on is you know, I'm happy 2020 is over. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully moving on to bigger and brighter and happier things. So, sure. um, that's, that's what's making me happy this week, you know, with the big thing being, you know, my engagement. Of so, of course, congrats again. Thank yeah, you. Thank publicly you. On the pour over <laughs> fam, everyone can send you their congrats. Gongshi, gongshi. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it was great to talk to you. Uh, we'll we'll pick it back up next time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. See ya. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. 
Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us. Take care.